You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. All right. Well, hello and welcome to the Grace Church Slato podcast. My name is David Laws and I'm joined by Jason Goings, pastor of preaching and vision here at Grace. Jason, good to have you here. Yes. Good to be here today. We, uh, as we were driving over here in the golf cart, we were enjoying the nice weather. All of a sudden ramped up to like 80 degrees. Spring's kind of kicking the door in and showing up in full force in the heat. Um, I know you're a spring baseball guy. When you think of spring, like what comes to mind, like what you enjoy, love? Uh, I like... Did I just yes. steal what, what you would have I, said? No, I, like, <laughs> I like the idea of, yeah, Mar- there's March Madness, there's the Masters, but there's just something about the optimism that every Major League Baseball team has right now that quickly goes away by like June. <laughs> but, uh, unless you're a Houston a, Astros fan. Yeah, unless you. you're an Astros fan or, you know, but as a Cubs and Rangers guy, I grew up an Astros fan, but I, yeah, I'm like, wow, this could... Uh, I can't even finish the statement anymore. Yeah. But yeah. So when baseball, I think of, but also kites, even though I never fly kite. Wow, I did not see I just, that for coming. For some reason, I just think, man, this is kite weather. I just learned something new about you. I don't, <laughs> th- I don't think I knew that you had this affection for kites. Good or kite weather. Good kite weather. Yeah, I, you're not you? wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's not necessarily a positive connotation, but for me, the first thing I start thinking every time it starts warming up is like, well, here come my allergies. Like my eyes are oh. going to start getting puffy and, and like, I, I love this weather, but that's usually this is when, you know, all the pollen and yeah. whatever just starts getting kicked up and I can't breathe and my eyes swell and get dry. And You said earlier uh, when we were about to start this podcast that, that most of the podcast starts with some sort of weather update. Mm-hmm. So welcome to... Grace, Grace, uh, weather, weather update. Weather with Grace. Yeah, weather with Grace. All right. Well, um, to get to the real meaning of the podcast, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we want you to know that we do this podcast every week so that you would come away with a greater love for God's Word and just having a better idea of how you can take what you're reading or hearing and then apply it to your daily life. So our life verse this week is going to be from Psalm 145, verses 11 through 12. Um, if you haven't been with, with us the past few weeks, we've been going verse by verse through Psalm 145, which has been really fun. And so here in verse 11 and 12, it says this, They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. So really great passage here, Jason. Um, I love the fact that we have been walking through Psalm 145. Usually on the podcast, we don't get the chance to do that. Uh, there's a lot of kind of jumping around uh, throughout the year because it follows the reading plan. But um, we've tackled the context in, in the chapter last few weeks, but maybe just give us a real bird's eye view of what's going on here in case someone's just jumping in. Uh, again, yeah, just an explosion of praise from David. Uh, this is the last in the in the record of Psalms, in the book of Psalms. This is the last psalm that's credited to David. And so... Um, Spurgeon says this is his crown jewel of praise. And so um, that's what's happening here. So if you've been following us and or been memorizing, so we're now up to verse 12 of Psalm 145, um, you should know by now that th- this actually today might be the shortest podcast we've done because there's really not much more to add. It's just more of a an emphasis of what we've already been memorizing and learning. And yeah. so and so I guess when we bust out the microscope, there's there's a couple of phrases or clauses here which are pretty interesting. 
Um, wh- which of those stand out to you in particular when, when you start looking at this verse? Well, I, I like how verse, 12, or verse 11 says, they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. And it's referring back to verse 10, talking about the works of God. So the works of God is speaking the glory of the kingdom. Last week we talked about how even the rocks would cry out. Like, So I think it's important, and what, this is what we could look at today, is if we had to categorize those those works of God, like what categories would they fall into? And the way I categorize, categorize it, I think it's important for me to give praise for God on these certain areas. So we can talk about that maybe. So Yeah, yeah. So what are some of those things that, that come to mind? Yeah, so uh, we're going to be looking at it this coming Sunday. <laughs> uh, so a little teaser there. <laughs> to be but, continued. But, uh, but throughout Scripture and throughout the history, what we know from Scripture is is there are some significant big tab areas of God's work. Like if he went to his, uh, where did I categorize, categorize this job? It falls under these categories. So there's the work of creation. And along with the work of creation, it's the declaration of its goodness. That's a good work, right? Like when you create something and you can push back and before you take your rest, go, wow, that is good. So that's a, that's a work of God bringing glory back to God. I mean, God's worked, created stuff, and the creation brings glory back to him. I love that. It's just such a great – so springtime, your allergies. <laughs> or what, get to get out and get baseball, whatever. There, there's, a, there's a work in creation itself. That is declaring the glory of God. So Yeah, I love that. And, you know, in Ephesians 1, you get that remembrance that – that everything that was created was created with a purpose to bear this image of its creator in some sense. Like all of creation does that more as a reflection. Man is meant to be more of like an actual image bearer. Um, but just this idea that that everything was created with this purposefulness of reflecting God's glory back onto him. You know, in different ways, different categories, like the way man does that is different than the way a flower does that or a mountain does that. But I, I love the purposefulness of creation because, I mean, here it's talking about they shall, they shall speak of the glory of of your kingdom, you know, and just being reminded that everything that exists within that kingdom here on earth, that it's reflecting that glory back onto him. Yeah, he creates, and as he creates, he sees the good. So there's a, when you're an artist, you create a painting, and when you're done with it, if you like it, or sculpture, or whatever, you are glorified in how you feel about what you did. Like, that's what's happening in creation. He spoke, he created flowers, whatever. And it is good. And so that's one work, creation. Second work that we see throughout Scripture is is his the work of revelation, which is kind of getting into a little bit of what you were hinting at, is that there's general revelation and then there's a special revelation. And we looked at that a few weeks ago in Psalm 19. Heavens declared the glory of God. And then he gets into the revealed word. Mm-hmm. And we know that all of that is finds, finds its... Um, of fulfillment in Christ and his revelation. So that's the second work, creation, the first one, revelation, the work of revelation. And just to clarify that, so we're not using buzzwords, like if you're if you're listening, you're thinking, wait, what is, what is general revelation and, and this special revelation or unique revelation? There's a few different ways of phrasing it. General revelation just being really like all of creation, like kind of all these things that God has made, which reflect who he is in a sense. You can get a, a sense of God's attributes through all of creation. God's common grace that everyone can see. Right. Yeah. Right. This idea that someone can be out in the middle of the Sahara 
looking out and they can understand like, whoa, something made all this. There's a power that's beyond it. Like you, you can understand the, the existence of God, certain attributes of God in a vague type of sense, a blurry type of sense, special revelation being God's specific revealed nature through, you know, his word primarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, word, and, and, laws, precepts, yeah. statutes in the Bible. Um, in Christ, obviously, yeah. like it says that he was the word, you know, and Hebrews talks about him being the perfect manifestation. It's just for the sake of clarifying that if someone yeah. was listening. and Yeah, there's a specific or special and a general and a common. So, yeah, so the work of revealing. God's a creator. He's a revealer. And then the third work that we celebrate and that gives him glory is he's a savior. So we have the work of salvation and sanctification I put together. Yeah. Um because they go together. And in not just New Testament on, we see his saving work in the Old Testament, a lot of his people. So so that's a work. So, and how many times do we see in the Old Testament, uh, well, like in our chapter this time, one generation shall praise your name. But how many times do we see, declare what he has done? Remember this, tell the stories. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one work, salvation. God, when God saved me here, that's me telling the work of God. It's not me saying, look how smart I was to choose Christ. No, it was God planted that. God saved me. God redeemed me. He is saving me. Yeah. It's his work. Yeah. So creation work, revelation work, saving work. There's a third work. I mean, a fourth work. <laughs> my is gone. So there's and there's a, more. There's a fourth work, and that is that culmination of all things, the eternal work that that um, is going to be happening. So so in this text today, you know, ju- just keeping it brief, it says, these works shall speak the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. I mean, all four of those works are displaying the power and the glory of God. And, um, and I like the whole idea that it, it displays the splendor of his kingdom. That's yeah. today's verse. So, so what do we do with that? You know, like as we as we think about those things and acknowledge that they're true, how do we take that and kind of embed that into our daily life in a meaningful way? Does it, does anything come to your mind as far as application of of this type of passage? Well, I mean, it's it's broken record time here, uh, and for all you kids out there, broken record. Whenever it <laughs> whenever it's broken, it uh, it repeats over and it's over. When the music over. keeps playing, yeah, it's it a... just keeps playing. So, uh, and a record, by the way, is one of those things you put on a turntable. Uh, I, I think it's the same thing. It's this. This is a calling. This life verse. If we if we put this verse in our heart and our mind. My prayer is the application of it is just a reminder. God's at work. God's at work. I get to be a part of it. I'm living as his created being. I'm living as somebody who's been revealed something about God. I'm living as somebody who's saved. And I'm living as somebody that will be with him for eternity. So everything about Jason Goings is the work of God. So I get to recognize this day that I get to live for the glory of God. So that helps make sense of Paul in Corinthians that says, do all things for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I got hung up on the, oh, I got to go do, do for the glory. I got to do for the glory of God. No, he is working in me and just me being and me celebrating, me recognizing God's doing this is bringing him glory. So I would tell the listener just, Go live for the glory of God. Be happy and 
thankful he created you the way he created you, that he revealed stuff to you, that he's saving you. Just enjoy it. Be a joyful, glory, glorifying person this yeah. week. It's, well, it's, yeah. And I think you started to nail like the, I kind of had two thoughts that were starting to form as, as I was considering application a little bit. You know, one, because the whole passage, right, it's they'll speak of the glory of your kingdom to make known the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Like it's kind of like an inverted, like they kind of relate to each other, the beginning of the verse and the end of the verse. And I just thought like, man, if, if God's intention was that his people would be would be observing and proclaiming the splendors of his kingdom, that's probably a good thing for us to be taking out of this too, you know, that we're both celebrating the glory of God's kingdom. Like we're just we're just looking at what's around us around us and marveling at the God that was capable of creating such a thing and imagining such a thing. So there's that that celebration and then also being getting to be a part of what this verse is talking about, making known that glory to those that that don't know it yet, you know, and and seeking out those opportunities to to spread the the knowledge of God's glory to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Um, and that should always be before us, right? And and just one thing just to tell all of us that we need to remember is the glory of a kingdom is highly dependent on the might and the majesty of the king. And our king works and he works for us. He works to help us. He works for his kingdom and, and everything he does is is praiseworthy, which makes his kingdom a kingdom of splendor. So it makes our evangelism kind of easy. Don't look at me. Come look at this king who did this and is doing this and doing this. And so to your point, and even doing that's glorifying God, right? Like come see him, come know him. The splendor of his kingdom is beautiful. So, And do you think it's stretching the verse too far to consider it in the lens of when it's talking about... um, declaring his works. I mean, do you think there's a, a dynamic of that too, like the work that we're seeing him do in our lives and around us? Do you think that's a stretch from maybe what David had in mind? But like, tell tell the next generation, tell others well, of like... the context of the whole chapter. The works is, of God. Is explode with praise with your life. Yeah. So, so much so that the generations below you, the generations above you don't get hung up on your vocabulary, that all they see is, wow, God's at work. Yeah. And so there's no... Yeah, that's what this whole chapter is about. So you're right. Yeah. Go go say it, go live it, go sing it, giving all credit to the king and the work he's doing. What this life verse is saying specifically, it's like singling it out that it's his own work that's bringing glory back to him. Yeah. It's just Well, it's, and I'm just man, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around like imagine the difference of 10 million worshipers of Jesus living their life in that way, full of awe and delight and joy, marveling at who God is, as opposed to grumbling and complaining. Like, it's just, it's such a weak representation of Jesus when our lives are marked by grumbling and complaining. Well, and it's us looking at our work or the work that, the bad work that others are doing. This verse says, look at God's work, or verse 10, the one last week, and this week is that work is bringing him glory. So yeah, if you're tired of the grumbling, quit listening to the grumbling and yeah. look at the work of God. I mean, I know what the core doing? the core message of this verse is not necessarily don't be negative. I was just <laughs> thinking like the the contrast there yeah. between marveling, being in wonder, being full of delight with who God is and what Some he's done. Some would say awe. Oh. 
awe. Be in awe. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought, man, that's such a power. Because I even when you go back to like Philippians two, when it's like do everything without grumbling, complaining, so that you'll shine like this light throughout the world. I'm imagining that, like, oh yeah, it's because it's so contrary to what the world's doing. You know, when you have these people that are just um, not completely dictated by their circumstances, yeah. I was like, man, that's just a beautiful testimony. Uh, well, I think that's probably a good landing place for this week. And so we want to say thanks for listening to the Grace Slato podcast. Uh, we hope that this discussion spurred you on in your love for Jesus and your love for people this week. And we'll see you next Wednesday for our episode on verse 13.